it'll be on record that I'm not going to eat this apple slice while we're doing the podcast proper. There, it's on the record now. What the f*** is going on down there? You ever get phlegm in your throat? I sure do. Welcome to episode 460 of WTF and TFW. This is uh, Evangelist speaking as the host, and uh, as co-hosts on one side we have Thunderstorm Aaron. Yeah, I, I hope it's all cool. Yeah, uh, just FYI, Aaron during this recording has got a thunderstorm, and uh, he even made the mistake of telling me, it's been a long time since I've had a power outage from a thunderstorm. So, yeah, you know, which means on. it'll happen anytime now. Oh, there he goes. Uh, I'll just bring him back. You back, Aaron? Yeah. All right. I only had one of those, so don't. Hopefully, that doesn't happen again. Uh, okay. Also joining us is uh, Florida TJ. You'd think I would be the one with thunderstorms, but no. But <laughs> everyone gets everyone gets a turn. You know, it's Aaron's turn this time. Um. So with with inclement weather uh, looming over one of our heads, the rest of us will hopefully uh, soldier on uh, one way or another. And we're going to start off uh, real lighthearted just to just to ease into the groove of this thing. Uh, I don't think we've ever talked about Build-A-Bear Workshop because we never had a reason to. But now we do. Transformers The Last Night is teaming up with Build-A-Bear Workshop so you can make an Optimus or Bumblebee designed bear with retractable battle mask. Uh, oh, is that what it is? You're not just ripping off their face to keep with the theme? Well, I mean, that would have been cooler. But no, apparently it's... Uh, okay, well, um, there's, there's two options for your auto bear companion. One is a special Optimus or Bumblebee designed bear with retractable battle mask. While the other is a simple two-piece costume to put on a normal bear. Um, Optimus and Bumblebee sounds and sayings are available as well. Who would not go for the battle mask? Who would just get the bear with, like, the t-shirt and shorts? Well, if you want a bear, like, if they had, like, bigger children's size clothes, then you and your bear could be wearing the same outfit, if you were so inclined. I guess, but retractable battle mask Aaron. I'm, I'm just saying it's all about the merch there's a sign right there that says change me change me yeah <laughs> uh anyway you, you might also notice on the topic list i've i've called this build a murder bear because yes. this is this is one of those sobering moments where even as someone who genuinely gets enjoyment out of the live action movies often for how uh horrible as individuals the heroes are portrayed uh, in those films um, it is a little bit freaky to see, like, Build-A-Bear Workshop showing current movie Optimus Prime as a cuddly companion. Especially in this movie, where he is being straight up shown to potentially be a villain of the film. Uh, it's a little bit messed up. But adorable? I don't know. Aaron, how do you feel about uh, Build-A-Bear getting in on this? Um... If it was just the bear heads, I don't think I'd be as wigged out as it is with the, like, battle mask. And it's the battle mask because, looking, looking angry and kind of, yeah. like, spread out in a sort of disturbing nightmare yeah, kind of way. Yeah, because you're having to, to have that, like, thinner head go around the bear's head. And especially with, like, if you 
look at these images in reverse, not bare to something to Optimus Prime, but you do it the other way. Again, it's a face being ripped off. Yeah, and and I'm just imagining a toddler waking up, staring into the face of battle-masked Teddy Bear Prime. Mm. You know, that's just, I, I had a doll like that when I was a baby, and I had nightmares about it for nearly a decade. Uh, it was a little pointy-headed doll, and it freaked me out. It was my very first nightmare. I specifically remember. Um, <laughs> TJ, nightmares or not, how do you feel about uh, Build-A-Bear's Transformers thing? It's, in a weird way, it's not surprising. Maybe because I would argue the... I would argue the validity of these as movies kids should be seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like it's not generally surprising. They do these kind of, uh, they do, they do these kind of cross promotions frequently. I remember when uh, Power Rangers Samurai was there, and I was freaked out because I could get a Sentai teddy bear if I wanted one. I didn't know they did a build a bear thing. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like that that seems more friendly and heroic. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's l- less face rippy, <laughs> less terrifying, angry face plated visage on a teddy bear staring at you. Uh, do, so th- this also was something that I wanted to ask you guys. I don't know if it's just me or and it's been enough years. I just forgot. I could I'd swear Age of Extinction did not have anywhere near this amount of tie in merch that last night and maybe even Dark of the Moon had like this. This feels like an amount of licensed tie in for the movie that I haven't seen in a good like couple years. I I couldn't tell you on the Build-A-Bear aspect of it, but I'm pretty sure that every other movie has as well. It's just like it surfaced more. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, just, I feel like Age of Extinction, even down to its toy line, kind of flew a little under the radar for a Transformers movie. Like, certainly it still took over the toy aisle for a good several months, but Age of Extinction just felt so in and out of there. Um, and whereas even Dark of the Moon, um, just thinking of because I mean, Reven- the first movie and Revenge of the Fallen, I feel are almost like weirder things to compare to because the first movie was an unknown and Revenge of the Fallen was just a money machine. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like Dark of the Moon had a lot more of this kind of thing going on compared to Age of Extinction. I, I would also throw this to the listeners who might remember this stuff better than I do. But just the the sheer number of front page items as well that have related to uh, licensed last night merch have kind of made me blink every now and then. Um, nonetheless, uh, if you do want an auto bear, I guess you can uh, head over to Build-A-Bear Workshop. I just noticed that on the end of this news item, it's the first time Transformers stuff uh, bears and accessories have been available at Build-A-Bear Workshop. So if that's your thing, I walked by, I actually walked through a Build-A-Bear once. And uh, just a whole lot about it freaked me out, like right down to the giant machines with vacuum tubes that like shove compact all the plush into the hollow bear skin. Mm -hmm. And you have the person working there trying to make of an uplifting fairy tale story out of it to the toddler who's watching it happen. And I almost wanted to go like, you got to stop this. You got to just not let the toddler watch you inflate the dead, desiccated bear skin because this is too much. It's too weird. I didn't do that, though. I just quietly left. Uh, Anyway, speaking of movie optimuses, we also have uh, some fresh TFPR uh, official P3 
PR account for Takara Tomy on Twitter, uh, images of Dark Optimus Prime, which is a redeco of the new Voyager Optimus Prime uh, from last night, uh, who's supposed to resemble him in his Shadow Spark form. And you uh, can get this figure in Japan with uh, the purchase of an advance movie ticket for last night. Um, so that's not actually very easy for anyone not in Japan to do. And seeing these close-up pictures, uh, this guy looked, he really caught my interest when he was like a tiny thumbnail, and these close-up photos have actually made me a lot more content with not picking him up. Because he does have a few extra paint apps, but he's losing all the silver for the most part. And, uh, that's not like a bad, you know, dark gunmetal shade of plastic, uh, but now that I've got the normal retail version of this figure, uh, this limited one looks like his details are nicer, but the greater canvas of his body is a lot more dull to look at. Um, it's a really cool idea, though. I hope that uh, a repaint like this, you know, maybe slightly different with some more stuff uh, makes its way out there somewhere. But uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about the close up look at uh, Dark Optimus Prime? Um, I kind of wish I'm, i think i'm with you that uh silver would have done a good job and then maybe having those because at first i thought it was gold as the highlights and instead that's just kind of yellow yeah i don't it could be gold that's getting slightly over <laughs> the the late the legs make it look like it's a flat not a metallic uh yeah yeah I almost wonder if if the the yellow actually ends up looking better against the lack of silver. Yeah, maybe. But that certainly isn't me saying that that's great because I would have also liked the silver. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Um, I also just noticed his shield is just it's completely unpainted. <laughs> uh, it's a bummer because the the one thing this figure does that I would that I think is a triumph is is actually taking some time on painting the eyes. Uh, because I don't know if you've gotten a good look at the retail version lately, but the, the eye paint is like the worst part of the whole toy. Cause it's these two kind of triangular blobs of all spark blue that go well outside of the confines of the actual eyeball. Oh, so that's not like a uh, backlit. That's paint. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's paint. Uh, cause I think that's the highlight of the figure by far. Uh, it's the head, uh, paint job. But uh, TJ, how are you feeling about Dark Optimus Prime? It's feeling uninspired. Like I've, uh, I, I was intrigued by the idea, but it's just coming up flat. There's just not enough detail going on. And for the life of me, I don't know why they decided that's the only thing that needed to be red on the chest because he looks like he's in a bikini. Yeah, the the lack of silver is uh, is again the the sole culprit for that i think because the the retail toy certainly is a bit boring to look at but that whole silver uh chest piece is well i just said silver the whole chest piece is silver uh and there's a more i guess let me just take a look at it yeah there's a, the 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 two i guess like boob covers don't have flame detail but there's something more metallic about the paint used on them on the retail one so yeah, it's just really weird like very dulling decisions amidst all these tiny uh very welcome paint app upgrades. So it's like it's like they took like two steps forward and then five steps back in a way. Um and it's unfortunate. Uh I I I'm, if I had one thing to say about this mold, it's that I'm really looking forward to seeing the more expensive highly painted premium version that I really hope comes out in Japan. Uh cuz it's an excellent sculpt, but so far, both versions that have been uh, been shown 
are lacking a little bit as far as paint. You would think that something that had a special release gimmick behind it like this might have seen a little bit more attention than this has gotten. I wonder if it's because yeah. it's like you're getting it as part of like because it's part of the uh, advanced movie ticket thing that it's maybe a bit more of a throwaway. Um, yeah. But... So is it like with purchase of ticket you get this or you can purchase this with a ticket? Uh, you can purchase like the advanced it. tickets are like 40 bucks. I think you, I think that this is like some kind of package deal, but I'm not sure. Um, like my hope because my hope if it is, was if it was package deal with expensive early ticket, then yeah, sure. If it's a hey, you can. Uh. Yeah, that's that's where I uh, don't know the details myself. Uh, my my one hope is that whatever uh, technique they're using on the head for painting is something that will carry over to hopefully like an armor knight style release. Okay. Um, which hopefully would also have some remolded forearms. Cause I didn't notice this until I got the figure. His forearms are act- like this whole toy is transformers for Optimus with the, like he doesn't have the Renfair gauntlets that he grew after he picked up the, the fancy pants sword. There's names for all this stuff, but I don't remember them. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't have his fancy pants, Renfair gauntlets. Uh, he he is just Age of Extinction Optimus as far as the model. Um, there's actually a, a theory I saw going around the feedback thread when I went to check it out that this might have been a toy designed for the end of Age of Extinction, but then that toy line ended, so they just kind of held on to this. And in a way, I could sort of see that. Like, it feels like something that would have been put together late at the end. Like, it has all the advancements you'd want to see out of an end-of-line uh, figure. But, you know, who, who knows? I don't I don't know if we'll ever find that out. Um, but now we have a good look at Dark Optimus Prime. There are people that I think are trying to middleman this, but uh, at least one message I saw somewhere was saying, like, I'll middleman it, but it's not going to be cheap at all. And, you know, just trying to be upfront about that. <laughs> um, moving on from there, uh, I got us... Uh, a bit of news on the Transformers Collector Club subscription service because it is its final ride has taken place. Uh, the final Fun Pub Transformers figures for now, uh, perhaps ever, uh, have come out. The last subscription service five box contains uh, Toxitron, Counterpunch, and the secret bonus figure Shattered Glass Starscream, all Combiner Wars figures. Uh, Shattered Glass Starscream is using the uh, Japan exclusive Seeker Head on Air Raid. Air Raid? Was it Air Raid? Or... Now I forgot which Ariel bot it was. But it's using the the, the one that... It's, it's the mold that was done up as Ghost Starscream in Grand Galvatron. Uh, in Shattered Glass Starscream colors. Uh, Toxitron is Motormaster with the unused uh, alternate head that Hasbro came up with, which is kind of an evil Optimus Prime. Uh, my understanding from reading around is that that is an unused evil head. Um, but I didn't really look too deep into that. And uh, Counterpunch is is the newly like personality fused Punch Counterpunch who is uh, the Wheeljack mold. Yeah, he's the Wheeljack yeah. uh, Combiner Wars mold. Um, so these are out, and uh, it's it it is in many ways the end of an era with these things uh, hitting release. I, I say that now, but I, I want to say it tentatively because who knows what happens in the next couple years? Things can get juggled around, whatever. But for now, this is the end of an era. Uh, and there are some stories about these toys that have made their way onto my Twitter. But uh, before I, I throw those out, I guess as PSAs for those who might be on the market for these. Um, 
DJ, uh, how are you feeling about this this final release, the the end of the subscription service? In a way, it's kind of fitting because it's this one little box of things that the club got to do later on to produce like another like another counterpunch, another Toxitron, which as much as like G2 Breakdown kind of embodies early BotCon, I feel like Toxitron being that toy you never got then coming to life across yeah. uh, Fun Pub was kind of the, the later life of BotCon. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got to you have to stick one more shattered glass figure yep, the, in there at the very end of the line. Guess who comes back? Just one more dance. Cram it right <laughs> in there. I'm a little that that one disappointed me just a little bit because I figured it'd be a redeco of something, and I think there was plenty of speculation that it was probably going to be the Starscream mold. Mm-hmm. Just because, hey, that's a that's available and that's interesting. Mm, Home for something a little bit more interesting, a combiner. Uh, so part of me is really hoping for an action master thundercracker just to that, the most, yeah the 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 most screwed up limb you get attached to any combiner and that also would have been a cool throwback as well um just to yeah but then there's a part of me that would be like oh it's the action master so you actually don't turn it into an arm yeah you just pivot the peg out so it connects and you're just like hey guys <laughs> right. hey, no, no 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 my hand's up here not that no, no those are my feet those are no up here up here oh you know it would have been great because in in club fiction the the action master thundercracker deco was used for for the shattered glass guy wasn't it yeah so that yeah. oh because i okay i i'm okay with the shattered glass starscream just as a combiner limb because he just it's it's neat colors on a neat mold. It's if it was going to be Shatterglass Starscream, it's a shame that there's nothing cockpitty happening on the combiner peg like there was with yeah. uh, with Ghost Starscream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now you've really turned me around on this guy because I'm like, well, now I'm all I'm seeing is that you're not Action Master Thundercracker. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even cross my mind. Uh, I just wanted something a little bit more out there for a final release. It might just be that I'm not a big fan of how those colors look on that mold, but. I don't know. I'm just I I, li- I like something like crazy out there out of Fun Pub. Yeah, like I like I like the colors because it's you, you can't go wrong with Jetfire's colors in a lot of ways. But man, you've just wrecked it. You've wrecked it for me. This this damn doing my job. Also, I just noticed that uh, the cockpit trick maybe could have worked if they had painted the cockpit red on the alt mode to match the combiner peg, but it's white. Um, yeah, it's close, but. That's that's how it swings. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about the end of the era? Um, you know, this is something that I think is all, uh, more towards. And granted, <laughs> I can give them the kind of benefit of the doubt in that Hasbro wasn't making the the toys in this line, but things that are a cohesive set like this are always what I've liked, are always what I liked out of out of Botcon. Um, you know, it, it makes a combiner that's Toxitron, which kind of became their thing or one of their things. And this is kind of, you know, as you said, it's all kind of bits and tastes of what the, the club did over the years. And then that it's a combiner. That's a a thing that all kind of comes together as well, uh, is nice. Um, is it something I'm going to go out, out of my way to get No, Probably not, but if more stuff had been like this and there had been significantly less weird drama, um, world would be a different place. 
Yeah, I, uh, I actually had completely missed the part where there was a combiner to put together out of all these guys. Like, I thought this was just like, here's a bunch of Combiner Wars compatible dudes, and I, I kind of like that. But I read up on uh, Wreckage, the uh, the the Fun Pub Wrecker combiner. Uh, mm -hmm. Toxitron, that I think that is a very striking figure. I, I've always been a fan of Toxitron, so I'm I'm glad that it's coming back. Uh, from what I understand, as I said, like the head is not exactly the Star Convoy head. Uh, like I'd assumed, so there's a little draw for for this Toxitron for me. But the the wreckage combiner, there there was some cool ideas because it's it's using uh, bonus figures from the last uh, subscription service. It's using Impactor and Blue Streak, and uh, a trick they did with Impactor because I think it was like I think it was him. One of them didn't come with a hand foot gun, and they came up with the a, a pretty clever kind of talking their way out of it deal where it's like, well, because Impactor becomes an arm. You just plug one of his big harpoon weapons in instead of the hand foot gun. So Wreckage has a big knife hand. And it's like, all right. All right. I dig it. I get where just you're coming from. Never use him as a leg. Yeah, don't use him as a leg. But Unless yeah. you want a pirate combiner. I would not be against that. Like, the now that you now that I'm envisioning it for a moment. Uh, Wait, wasn't there a way to use that mold as like rollers as a roller skate? Yeah, did you, you have, have, to have, have two of them. You had to have two of them. That's yeah. right. I mean, you could get you could get just a couple more rooks and and yeah. go to town, um, but yeah, I also want to throw out the guy who wrote the bio because the the bios are out there as well. And Shattered Glass Starscream, the guy who wrote the bio, confirmed he basically went for a completely over the top like Mary Sue tier bio for that for the guy, and it's pretty funny. Like it's it's talking about how when Shattered Glass Starscream is a leg, uh, he can jump higher than any other leg. Uh, and it, it put this vision in my head where if someone combines with them and uses them as a leg, then one of their legs is is like a hundred times far too effective at jumping than the other leg. They it's have all... to skip or else they'll just go sideways. <laughs> it's just a lot. They're like, all right, I'm going to jump over this hill. And then one leg just goes rocketing up into the sky, yanking the whole combiner along behind it. Uh, but yeah, imagine, imagine when like Kamen Rider 4s, they had the pogo leg. Yeah, yeah. Except it's like rocket powered. Which is better. Uh, I also want to throw out a couple of PSAs um, from what I've seen on the threads and on my Twitter. Uh, number one, this only happened to Adam Paulus, but a piece of the counterpunch uh, head flew off when he transformed the toy. I don't know which piece. So uh, it, I guess it's a multi-part head. Um, so be aware of that if something feels stuck. Toxitron, however, has uh, has got a thing. Um, Valkysis got one where I, I'm not sure if the screw was there or not, but when he opened the box, the face was missing. Uh, it had just come off. It was underneath Starscream somehow. Um, but what seems to be a more common Toxitron problem, and I don't know if it's universal, but it seems more common, is the waist joint being completely stuck. Uh, and I don't, I haven't found out yet if there's like some, some kind of mold flash or if it's a paint thing. But if you are trying to disassemble the toy, uh, let me caution you on something. You should go watch a video guide for the SND Primo Vitalis upgrade kit for Combiner Wars Optimus. If you watch one of the installation guide videos for that kit, you're going to see what you would need to do to open up the crotch. Because there's a screw on the back of the crotch and you'd think you can just split it open. Uh, you can't. You need to knock two pins out in order to get everything apart without cutting stuff. Uh, you can lever the crotch open, but then all of the hip ratchet mechanisms will fall out in a pile and it is kind of impossible to get them back in until you disassemble the rest of the figure. So if you have a Toxitron with a stuck waist, 
hopefully by the time if you're getting them on the aftermarket hopefully by the time you're you're dealing with this there's a solution out there but otherwise uh you're gonna need an automatic center punch you're gonna need probably a hammer and a similar size pin to get the uh the smaller of the two pins out uh be aware of of all that before you start going trying to disassemble stuff um and it's you know it's also kind of darkly funny that like even at the very last minute there seems to be a semi-common qc problem um you know it, it's it is the it, it is ending the way that it lived uh like i said it's a perfect little box of everything fun pub yeah <laughs> but uh yeah this this is the final set it's it's uh it's hitting uh hitting subscribers mailboxes now uh all this stuff in the long run, it's probably going to be uh, stuff I look at in dealer rooms after I, I like my priorities for combiners right now is I think I'd like to finish Unite Warriors, not in any rush to it's just that's the next thing I'd like to do with Combiner Wars is find Lyokaiser and then finish Unite Warriors. And then I think I'm if I want to chase another combiner set, it might be Wreckage, because um, I think that the Wreckage set comes together way more impressively to me than uh, that uh, Mayhem Attack Squad uh, Thunder Mayhem combiner came together. So, granted, I might be biased because the torso is Toxitron and one of the limbs is Punch-Counter-Punch, but there you go. Um, moving on from there, we've got us uh, some listener questions that I have lined up, and the first one is from Carito, who says, Hello, Lion Pilots and Paladins of Vangitron, Green and Paladin TJ, Blue Paladin Aaron, and Yellow Paladin Seth. It is I, Carito Prime, back with Una Simple Pregunta para Ustedes. As a kid, one of my favorite animes was Digimon. Uh, as a toy collector, it's kind of a shame since the toy line was always mediocre at best. Still, I always found it interesting how some designs, especially on season four, look like they could very easily be translated into toys, uh, which has always had me curious as to how the relationship was between the animation, the anime production and toy production sides. Uh, I guess this leads me to the to question. Is there a particular show that you would be interested to see and learn more about what took place between the show production and toy production side of things? That's all for now. Goodbye, and no click for you today, Evangelist, because helicopters are real, you scumbag. End quote. Um, Aaron, I don't know if if you paid this gentleman to send this question, but that's, uh, that's a pretty down, dirty trick. Uh, show me any sort of proof of transaction. Uh, the proof is in my heart, where my, my belief is strong. <laughs> I, I will admit, I did pay him to make me my favorite paladin from that show. Man... You guys got to stop all this listener collusion. It's just not cool. Uh, but TJ, is there a show? I don't know if this is specifically Transformers, so let's let's make it open. Is there a show in, in particular that you'd you'd like to learn more about uh, the relationship between the show production and then its you know toy production and how those two intermingled? I'm trying to think if there's anything that's a major example. Like I know there's some series that I wish had toy representation in some form. Hmm and just it just fell to the wayside i guess um I, I guess because it's in my nerddom one of the things i was always wondering was how like how how a lot of the pokemon stuff happens yeah i go by those i go by that the that section every time i'm a toys r us and it's like the like okay it's some of what you'd expect you know the pikachus and the eevees and all the most common stuff all, all the most popular stuff is always there which already ways raises one eyebrow because sometimes you go like years without eevee in a game because it's just not in that generation or whatever mm. but they're still making those 
figures and those plushes and all that. And then you get the most random Pokemon. You know, like mega forms of Pokemon nobody uses. And like that had a toy, but like 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 me whose favorite Pokemon is a ninja mantis made of blades, I don't see much for him. I, I'm also curious about like when the turnaround finally because I remember for the longest time when Pokemon started to get a lot of heat, the only toys that were in the aisle were like those little figurines. Yeah, uh, like, like little, little unposable uh, figurines. I, yeah, for, for the longest time, like for the original gen, the only ones you acknowledge. That's right. Real Pokemon for real mm -hmm. for real players. Right. They were working with the collectible line out of Japan, which they which in Japan they still make those you know little two or three inch figurines mm. uh and they were just trying to figure out things you could do with them here's a little game boy that pops a pokeball out here's a little pokeball you can put them in figuring out what can we do with these to make them work for, like toys that you'd see in america yeah and i could kind of get that but they never released they never released them like even in like when it was only 150 of them they didn't even come close to getting all of them out well because because nowadays i was at uh, the comic shop and I saw um, a wave of, of current Pokemon toys, which were kind of large and well sculpted and quite posable. Yeah, uh, there was a whatever whatever the evolution of, of Machamp Chop is where he turns into Goro. Uh, Machamp. Yeah, they, they had one of those, but like he had like universal joints, like I think it was even Pindus joints in every shoulder. And like I was like, this is a like if, if money was no object to me, I might have just picked up this figure because it looks friggin cool. Yeah, uh, like, like, yeah, like they have made big strides forward in those toy lines. I give them that. Like we went it, from like there's this Ash Ketchum that you can get that is literally like one piece molded vinyl. And then the current one, which is full articulation. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to also say, like, I'm kind of leaving fig arts on the side because that's almost it's those are less Pokemon toys and more a toy line that took on some Pokemon designs uh, for its own releases. Um, that said, also, if you want good Digimon toys, Fig Arts did a bunch of those, and I heard that they were pretty good. Well, yeah, some of them. Yeah, I, one of them, I, only, of I only, I only know this because I had, there was one of them, one of the Fancy Pants ones that I think had Omega in his name, uh, and I had, like, three people over the course of a month go, like, hey, you reviewing this? And I had to go, like, I think he looks cool, but I don't want to <laughs> buy the figure because I don't actually feel anything. Yeah. Like, uh, I not, not just I, about I, Digimon, uh, just in general. I don't actually feel yeah. anything. Um, it just reminded me that one of my Pokemon figure, figure arts is broken because I followed the instructions and the instructions lied to me, apparently. That's part Ooh. of the test. That's part of the figure arts test. Uh, Aaron, what about you? Is there a, a show or something out there where you're, you're wondering or would love to learn more hey, about the behind keep the with, scenes? Keep with Transformers, Beast Machines, that first wave, wave and Ooh. a half of toys. You just want to be a fly on the wall for versus, that? <laughs> versus, like, what actually came out. I want to know, like, did the designers jump the gun on changes? Did, like... Did uh, mainframe just completely change everything? Some set of both. I don't know. Because there's <clears throat> that's one that, that's one that would just be interesting to me. It'd be like what, like yeah, really, what really went down with that? I mean, 
I always assumed that it was just because toys and cartoon take different lengths of time to produce. They had, you know, one or the other. Right. The the toys had to go with the designs they had currently. But even if that was the case, why would you, as the cartoonist, as the artist for that show, continue redesigning the character after that point when you know the product isn't going to come out the same? And not just that, but like the weird size class things, how... Like was um like Silver that. Bolts, Silver Bolt's five bucks, Night Scream is thirty. Yeah. You know, was there ever a Night Scream that wasn't the giant size one? No. Nope. Yeah. That like Cheetor was always it just like the giant house cat Cheetor? No, no, no Cheetor there, there had a Mega. A, that, yeah. That was actually in size. Wasn't there a deluxe Cheetor as well? No. Oh, there. Oh, there was the Night Slash. Oh yeah, there was the Night Slash one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheetor was. I want to say, wasn't he the first major show character in a Transformers cartoon to to bring about the thing of we're doing this character in multiple size classes because kids are supposed to like him. Because yeah, because at that time they only produced something for the same character if a year had gone by. Right. Uh, I, I think the most interesting part of that journey would just be when the changeover happened and the the toy line became more in sync with the show like was that just time passing was there an imperative internally like a push for that um and also how much how much of this was caused by the weird part where hasbro was like let's bring in writers who pointedly have never seen beast wars yeah like did that factor into the weird first couple waves of the toy line too like yeah that would be fascinating because i think similarly fascinating would actually be like if someone just wrote the book and we got the chronology on what went down between toys and show designs with Transformers Prime, mm-hmm. you know, from year one to year Beast Hunters, like it, because it, it it's not like Beast Hunt, like Beast Hunters. Clearly, there's some some weird stuff in there, and like Rick Alvarez did that weird slideshow where it felt like there was some kind of salty beef all over the floor, and so something feel, feels like it went down. Um but there were also like there there was some scuttlebutt going around about the first edition toys as well, uh, going into you know Prime Rid, like oh, yeah. like just like oh, there's right. there's a whole lot about Prime's relation to its toy line that like you know it's not, it's probably not happy stories but it, it's kind of interesting especially like with it being the series that took place after what sounds like the complete opposite experience with animated where they they were constantly talking about how the show designers and and toy designers were working like side by side in some cases. Um, Yeah. I think, I think beast machines and prime would both be really, as far as transformers anyway, would be like the most fascinating ones. Um, I, I, the thing that that I'm most interested in outside of transformers, because my transformers one would be prime uh, is uh, just as an example, like the the Darkwing Duck toy line, when you had toy lines for cartoons where it it kind of felt like the toy line never went to ask the cartoon people for anything like the, the Darkwing Duck toys. It's not like they're bad toys. It's just to me, even as a kid, they always felt like they were being designed by someone who was looking at the show as a viewer rather than someone who could have gone to the show to ask for ideas like there's just there was just mm-hmm. some weird disconnect between that toy line and you know or, I can remember that like I can remember that toy line felt like it was taking cues from like the Ninja Turtle thing where all your vehicles had weird gimmick tricks to them that didn't happen in the show a lot of extra sticker detail for no reason yeah and, like, like I had the Darkwing figure and it had a little feature where you hit the button on the back and the hat pops up and spins around like 
like like it's like an actual cartoon character like looney tunes yeah so it, it feels like these guys were like all right there's a cartoon duck let's give him a daffy duck feature i don't know let's watch an episode of the show oh he has a gun all right make that an accessory too um it it because it because I always felt like the Darkwing Duck toy line, this is, again, another weird one. I always felt like it was a half step away. Like, there's this tiny, thin line in the sand. Darkwing Duck was on one side, and the Bucky O'Hare toy line was on the other side. Where they both felt this, like, weirdly disconnected, but the Bucky O'Hare toys still felt like they were event, like they were more in sync with their show than the Darkwing Duck toys did. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, like, those those... 90s toy productions i guess often playmates ones uh where it was kind of like merch first uh toy passion second in a lot of cases like i want to know more about those you know like was there stuff that was snuck in by a designer who just really really wanted to to do something with this um outside of you know just getting the work done uh that's probably mine um and that's that's another question that would be great to hear some listener feedback on in the thread um or if any of you actually know any of the answers to these things, like if there's some tell-alls out there that I haven't seen, like, you know, share some links. Uh, in the meantime, we have a second listener question from Rexidus, who says, Question for the Even Team. Good morning, afternoon, or indeterminate time of day you find folks with the transforming table. Brian, again, with another question, sort of. I'm mostly just curious about your guys' thoughts on recent events in the IDW-verse. How are you liking the comics lately? Thanks for the fun time, guys. Kachunk. Uh, Aaron, I wanted to ask, have you had a chance to catch up on comics since we last talked about comics? I am. I just yesterday or no Thursday on my birthday, went to the comic shop and bought all the comics that had been waiting there for me. I've since read none of them. Oh, but they're there. Yes, they're somewhere (laughs) here in the house. All right. I'm pretty uh, sure I will. I will keep things as uh, as as spoiler vague as possible um it's popping over to you tj uh for however caught up you are uh, how do you feel about the current state of the transformers comics verse uh i'm actually fully up to date well i well okay here's I, i'm up to date but i haven't read revolutionaries 4 yet are you up to date to the point of reading revolutionaries uh honestly i've kind of lost revolutionaries a little bit okay so that one that one i don't follow quite as closely i t- i yeah, you know, I know little bits and pieces of revolutionaries, but I don't not to, it's not a week to week. Here's what I got to say about revolutionaries. Um, I found out it's a miniseries. It's not an ongoing. Uh, so slightly on the back of that, I highly recommend people check out revolutionaries as a really fun little romp. Uh, revolutionaries has the same spirit that revolution had of a kid in a sandbox, just, you know, making up a story that puts all their toys together. But Revolutionaries is getting to do it on its own terms without being a major event. So the cast of, of characters in Revolutionaries got kind of awesome. Uh, do either of you guys know about what Europe did with G.I. Joe? With Baron Ironblood? Mm-mm. Baron Ironblood. So when, when, uh, when Europe got Action Force... Uh, I might have gotten the name wrong, so you know, pardon me, Europeans. Oh no, you're no, I'm I'm willing to bet you mean Iron Claw. No, no, this isn't Iron Claw. This is the guy who led the bad the the red. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm looking it up now. It, it was like a, a bunch of skull themed guys who who replaced Cobra when uh, Action Force was the main toy line. Okay, I've genuinely never heard of this. Okay, well, guess who one of the villains in Revolutionaries is? 
I'm going to double check that name. No, I'm no I just Googled it. Oh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, Baron Ironblood. Uh, yeah, he's wearing a bucket. That's some. Yeah, and guess what? His design in Revolutionaries, they made the bucket badass. It's pretty you're, cool. You're lying. No, I'm not lying. It's the most badass bucket I've ever seen someone wear. Uh, okay, it's saying that, a lot because I know how many buckets you've seen people wear. I'm a big bucket man, all right? <laughs> um, Would you but, say you're an aficionado? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bucket aficionado. I'm a bucket fish in an automobile. I've lost this one, but Revolutionaries is 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 surprisingly fun. Um, it's just it's got such a, a fun like just kid in the sandbox feel to it, uh, with with a lot more of a relaxed, um, I guess vibe as opposed to where Revolutionaries felt extremely tense, not intense, but it just felt very like tense, like it knew everyone was watching it, and there was this, this tenseness and and over eagerness to it. Um, but yeah, leaving that aside, uh. DJ, are you are you digging where uh, the IDW verse is at right now? I actually am. I mean, I've spoken at length about how much I like what Lost Light is doing, mm -hmm. re-examining characters, giving them new purpose, and there's characters that even brand new ones that have nothing to do with G one are currently in the Lost Light comic book, and what they're going through is just pulling me along so good. Yeah, I think uh, I think Lost Light is in a very good place right now after a bit of a stumble when it had when it basically had the title change and the, the new number mm -hmm. one. Um, it's It's got it took a bit, but I think it's getting back into its rhythm. Because um, yeah. I, I think the first two, two and a half issues of Lost Light, there was just this very strange vibe uh, to it right down to the even the, the meshing of the art to the text. Like there was this real like, how do I put this? It's like if a tightrope walker got hit with a strong gust of wind and they didn't fall off the tightrope, but they needed to do some stuff to stay on the tightrope. <laughs> right. Uh, it's kind of how it felt. But I think Lost Light is, is really is getting back to where it needs to be. Yeah. Like Lost Light, such as some of the best character writing I've seen, not just in Transformers and a lot of the comics I've read lately. Um, Till All or One is a little bit weird right now because they just finished a big storyline and the first... Uh, the first the comic that's out right now kind of just sets up the next one. It yeah, uh, till all our one is a, is a book that I think once it reads and trades, um, I'm a little biased because it's doing stuff that I've wanted to do with Transformers fiction since I was like in like my early twenties. It's become my favorite book of the three. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to the potential future where my favorite book of the three is passed around between the three. Um, you know, as as storylines go on. But Till All Our One is doing so much good stuff with concepts that were constantly getting kneecapped when uh, Marguerite Scott was trying to do them in the Windblade ongoing that immediately got co-opt for event books. I'm really impressed that a series that focuses on the political drama of Cybertron has my attention as much as it does. It's I think it's because they opened with just a one of the most fantastic stories you can open with that's also a political drama is a murder mystery, basically. True. Um and, and they're doing the kind of political stuff that uh, I think, you know, it was set up a whole lot by uh by Roberts and Barber when, you know, the current phase began with, you know, all the non-aligns showing up. But this is the one that I think after after this weird kind of lull where it was like, all right, there's nails. And that was kind of it for a while. Mm -hmm. um, right. this, this is taking that setting and now going like, all right, let's start dividing the nails up into their different home worlds. 
and let's start introducing into her home world uh, histories and, po and politics. Like it's, it's really cool. And then it's, it's also managing to weave in a pretty decent amount of action. Um, oh yeah. You know, for again, for a book that we're saying is a political book. <laughs> well, they did just have a few Titans battle, you know, some zombie Titans storming the planet. They've had they've had their action spots. That, that's also where I think Till All Our One is secretly one of the best books they're doing right now, just in IDW, because Till All Our One starts off and basically tells a better Combiner Wars story than Combiner Wars did, and then tells a better Titans Return story than T Titans Return did. Now, that, now that's not a high bar you're setting, by the way. It, it's not because Titans Return got like one and a half issues to even tell a branded story. <laughs> Uh, although I think, I think the Sentinel Prime story Titans Return told was pretty cool. It didn't have too much to do with Titans. Mm -hmm. And until all our ones like, all right, here's your Titans story. And then, uh, Combiner Wars, like, you know, cool concepts kind of, it was, it was the middle child of the event books. Um, but man, that Bruticus, uh, mindscape scene, uh, you know, like that, that shot where it's like all the different Combaticons and like all their features are kind of mushed together. Right. Uh, throughout like this brainscape of like lobotomized swindle's head uh it was this is super damn cool mm. um so that, that's where till all our one is just like where lost light sometimes i feel like i'm reading you know like oh this is the setup for the next issue or this is this is a section of a graphic novel till all our one as serialized as it gets i just feel like it's constantly when it hits it it's just friggin hitting it and to me it also feels kind of like the revenge of Margaret scott uh, <laughs> after getting, you know, getting to write some really cool books that constantly seem to get, you know, kind of cut off or writing a cool book that was a miniseries or uh, a book that needs to now start making some space for this event to happen. It's like till all our one is she's like, all right, you know what? Here, I'm just going to write my friggin book <laughs> and you're, you guys are going to give me one of the most awkward titles, like the most third ongoing title you could give me till all our one. All right, whatever. This, <laughs> this is still going to be pretty badass. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really into what till all our one's been doing. Uh, uh where, where are you on Optimus prime? So Optimus prime, uh, now that's a, another one that I think really needed to be, it, it needed to finish a story arc for me to have a, a more solid opinion on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I have one big beef with Optimus prime, which I think I've talked about before, which is, uh, there's just too much issue long internal dialogue. Where it's like, for this issue, RC is going to give you her mental dialogue for the entire issue. Uh, for this issue, Chinese G.I. Joe guy, whose name I always forget, is going to give you his mental dialogue for the entire issue. Um, it feels like an, a neat writing gimmick that wore out its welcome with me extremely fast. Because I like I like a lot of what's going on in the book, and I feel almost, I feel more obligated than interested in reading the certain the certain colored text bubbles that are the internal monologue of the character for the issue right because right. uh, leaving that aside i really really like what the book has done with junkions and sharkticons um i'm enjoying the art uh it's it's a it's a very i think as much as i've said it the, the art feels a little bit um like it draws from the the quote-unquote model sheets of more than meets the eye it, it feels very fresh in its own way uh, it's just like, I, I really like the current events parts of it. The internal monologues wore me out pretty fast and I eventually found myself losing a lot of interest in the flashback story. I will admit when I read through the comics, I mostly skip the, the backstory parts. 
Yeah, like, the, the... I, okay, I don't care what happened to Jetfire four million years ago. I want now. Uh, and the flashback story had a great opening hook with Hefter. And then I just feel like it lost all its steam. And, and again, it kind of felt like something that almost was obligated to be there rather than had to be there. I'm I'm mm -hmm. not. Yeah, there's, there's part of me is not sure why I'm getting this other than they didn't want to make another Transformer book. Yeah, like it, it and a lot of it feels like it's reached. I mean, there's fresh info in there, but in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm just getting retold stuff that I'd already learned in like Chaos Theory and Shadow Play. Right. And I, I feel like it's I don't like to say this. I'm trying to think of a better way to put it. It, it just sometimes it feels like it's kind of wasting my time a little bit when it's like, hey, did you know that Optimus uh, was a conflicted police officer and that Zeta Prime was a, a, a colossal scumbag? And I'm kind of like, I already, I already got all this, but <laughs> this is, I guess, for, for new readers in a way. So, you know, it's not like it's bad. It's just I every time I see more flashback as that first opening arc went on, every page of flashback, I was like, I want more junkions. I want more world building with them. Uh, yeah, the part the part to get to me is the same the same vibe we're getting out of the movies and or my, minor spoiler. It's not a huge deal, but. It feels like we're finally getting past the all humans against all Transformers phase. Oh, yes, yes. Where we're starting to get little things like Jazz has a human friend now, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Uh, the preview the, the preview for the next issue actually has me very interested. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it, you know, it, it feels like we're getting to the point I have kind of been hoping for, where... You know, we're we're gonna start telling good guy from bad guy in this, and you know mm -hmm. maybe it's not gonna be, you know, an entire race versus an entire race anymore. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm glad that it feels like we're moving away from that because a lot of the humans versus Transformers stuff post revolution was GI Joe being aggro at Transformers, and it never really lost the flavor it had in Revolution, where it came off more that GI Joe are just like belligerent idiots. Right. And I'm and like that was my least favorite part of Revolution by far was the way that G.I. Joe and by proxy Mask were just idiots for the sake of the story. And uh it's not it's not as heavy in, in Optimus Prime, and I love the fact that mainframe is still pals with Soundwave. Mm -hmm. Uh but but when you had the G.I. Joes who were just suspicious and aggro of Transformers, it just came off so uh just kind of dumb for the sake of the story you know like when two superheroes meet and decide we're gonna fight each other first it still had that kind of vibe for me um but yeah i think i think idw transformers books are, are still in a really good place i think that the revolution event went far better than than i think uh it had any right to um for an event that wasn't perfect by any means still quite flawed but to introduce everyone else into the transformers universe uh it it's it's been smoother than you might think um so you know I, I i still recommend those books aaron uh how far did you get before your uh your reading I pause i think i'm two months behind okay so did you, did you that means you you got to read revolution right yeah yeah did we talk about revolution on here maybe all right. I was wondering, like, did you feel like it, it went all right? Like, did it did it scratch that itch or? Yeah, it wasn't. But I remember of what I remember of it. It seemed like there were parts that I really wish would have been filled out more. Mm -hmm. 
and just weren't because we wanted to jam everything together. Yeah. Um, I think that like the Micronaut stuff was not nearly as fleshed out as it could have been. For sure. Uh, Other than like maybe Micronus had something to do with it. I don't know. The, the Micronauts also feel like of all the cast members of Revolution and granted, I haven't kept up with their books so I'm I might be completely wrong. It felt like they had the easiest exit from crossing over with everyone because mm-hmm. Revolution, the only real thing that I that I know happened to them afterwards is like, all right, now we got to deal with the fact that we're tiny people on Earth. And mm-hmm. uh, certainly like there's there's going to be character crossover, but it feels less like they have to immediately deal with being next to everybody else. Right. Um, there there was just a lot of stuff that felt like, man, we've really just tucked this in here because we got it's like we're bringing everything together. So we got yeah. spread pages to draw. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, I, I just think IDW Transformers comic verse and by proxy the, the IDW Hasbro verse from the Transformers perspective, excuse me, perspective, I think is still uh, as of now with it all still going as this one big continuity that's being doing a very good job of self patching itself to kind of to hold together. Probably my favorite Transformers fiction that we've had as a universe in a long time, if, if not ever. Uh, it's really good stuff. Uh, that's, that's added a lot to the greater, like, collective mythos, you know, like the things mm-hmm. that you just assume about any other Transformers show now. Um, like, I, I'm gonna say right, right up ahead, I think the IDW-verse is responsible for the adorable moment in the Unite Warriors comic when Combiner Wars, uh, zombie breakdown goes back to the Prime-verse and has a happy reunion with, with, uh, with, uh, Knockdown. Like, that, that, Knockdown, Knockout. I'm screwing up everyone's name. That's mm-hmm. Saturday. It's that'd what be we like do. Ki- that'd be, no, that's their kid's name one day. Hey, kick out. <laughs> break. Break knock. Knockdown? Break knock. Knockdown? Oh, yeah. Knockdown makes more sense than kick out. Kick out's a transformer, isn't it? That's a name that's already been used. I have a feeling like it is. Anyway, I think IDW books are doing fan friggin tastic. And I think that it's a testament that they're doing that well after getting into doing Hasbro-backed event things every summer as well. Um, so keep it up, everybody. Uh, moving on to our last listener question. This is from XL Hedge. This is a movie-themed question. Uh, should Sam and Cade be in a movie together? For people like me, that's... Should Shia LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg be in a movie together? Uh, with the term No Sacrifice, No Victory returning in the next film, I think it would be interesting for the human cast if it only consisted of Sam, Cade, and very few others in a future movie. Hopefully with Sam being more mature, he does have his moments in the previous movies, but the writers seem to mess with it often by putting in awkward, cringy characters for him to interact with, like Deep Wang, Sam's Happy Time, etc. Uh, Cade, when he wasn't freaking out about his daughter, was actually well-written for the movies, and I actually look forward to seeing more of him. That's, that's like, you gotta not have double actuallys in the same sentence. That's That's difficult for me to read the only problem i see is if shia doesn't want to come back may need to recast sam what do you guys think i'm just gonna throw it out there i don't think shia wants to come back i think he has become uh artiste enough and i think he i think he was very badly affected by child disney channel stardom i think that throwing a money bag at him wouldn't necessarily be enough to make him want to have anything to do with those films again uh so I think you would either need to recast Sam 
or maybe just don't do it. If you want to recast Sam, then hey, guess what time skips are for? They're for putting a fake beard on Mark Wahlberg and then getting some older actor to play Sam Witwicky. But what do you guys think? Like, would you want to see uh, Samuel Witwicky? I, I think something like that could work pretty well, especially if it was like Cade is entirely surprised that like other people have been big, uh, you know, allies of the Autobots. Mm-hmm. Like, because all he knows is himself. So then these other people are coming over like, B, come on, man. What the heck? You're why, why are you doing this again? What, and what? then he can be like, what, what, how, how do you know what's going on? It could be like, B, what's, why'd you turn into a jerk? Why are you hanging out with scumbags like the surviving Autobot cast? Yeah. <laughs> like, what What happened to I Ratchet? I thought you were better than this, B. I mean, we had that discussion, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that there could definitely be life in that. Um, But uh, is that something that's, like, what they want to do for a current movie? Eh. And that, that, and that'd be great. Maybe, maybe for like the Bumblebee focused movie or whatever. I have like a flashback or something, right? Or so, like, because it's not even about seeing the character come back. It's just given that in even this movie, there are still all those posters showing up in sets that relate to the third movie having Chicago mm-hmm. getting blown up. I'm like, you got to tell me what the blowback was on the Witwickies and on Rosie Huntington Whitley, right? Because they were all there and highly complicit. So, like, what the hell happened to them? Did they just get, like, murdered by Kelsey Grammer? Did they get, like, blackbagged? Like, <laughs> just Probably. let me know. Uh, TJ, what about you? Would you want to see uh, humans from... Well, I mean, we got the humans from the first movies, but would you want to see Sam uh, getting together with uh, Mark Wahlberg? Mm, honestly, no. I, I think, character-wise, I'm just kind of done with Sam at this point. Is that kind of fish-out-of-water type thing, you know, is supposed to give you human perspective on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it plays on Bumblebee and Spike Witwicky from the original cartoon, but you never really had that kind of connection the way those two did with Sam and Bumblebee. Yeah. I just kind of lost the idea that he's supposed to be the human confidant and he's supposed to be the human friend for this, you know, for this Autobot. And it never really happened they had moments but like there's no point where they're just like hanging out kind of doing you know, just kind of being bros which this this movie is made by bro mentality to begin with and and i think that by the time you had the third movie with the autobots doing the bidding of the american military and like yeah heading like, out to the middle mm-hmm. east and having debriefings and stuff it's like the idea of a human confidant is, is kind of fallen by the wayside at this yeah. point well Also, because for the vibe that the movies have now become, I feel I feel like Kate's just a better fit for what's happening. Yeah, like the world knows that there are Transformers now and they're terrified of them. And like you you can't, I think, really have the doe eyed Sam Bumblebee connection anymore. I feel like what you what what you have now is whatever they're doing with um, Girl Power Girl and Squeaks. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to remember character human names for the live action movies. Um, but like, that's that's I think the closest thing you can get to that old relationship. Like, it, the only reason to bring Sam back is is for character moments uh, between him and, and new main characters. And I think that if you're not getting Shia LaBeouf back for that, it's not worth it. Like, you know, my time skip idea is kind of fun and games. Ah, but 
it would be really weird and i think it would just it would be a detriment to what's already a really wonky set of movies yeah. like it's something that would need cleverness that the, the 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 movies currently do not afford to their scripts um maybe once the annual movies start and we get those off year writers rooms films that get to hopefully do more interesting stuff uh then maybe but yeah my my interest my interest in the films is entirely focused on Age of Extinction onwards right now. Like, settling on the Autobots just being terrible people uh, is where I am right now. Sam, to me, represents when the movies were still kind of lying, when you had, like, these weird... the weird characters of Ratchet and Ironhide who were abrasive, but you kept getting told they were heroes, but I I very rarely actually saw heroic qualities in them, except that Ratchet was just a... Like, Ratchet was just a doctor who had no foil to play off of as the old guy doctor. And Ironhide was like a proto age of extinction Autobot who like, he didn't actively shoot things as much as mm-hmm. like your, your hound or your crosshairs does, but he's just, he felt like a prototype for what those guys were. And it's not to say that the live action movies are, are, are now great, but I feel like they feel more genuine now that they are just having the Autobots be those abrasive, nasty people. Uh, certainly I'm hoping this movie represents some change with, uh, with squeaks and, and canopy and, uh, and the kids who all get to talk. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how, how I'm seeing things with this. Uh, that movie's coming out in like a, a month and a bit, right? That's July film, if I remember yep. correctly. Hey, that sounds right. You guys get, yeah, guys all, all set for our, uh, our podcast we're going to do about it. We're gonna podcast about that movie. Yeah, means, we are. Means y'all got to go see it or, like right away. I I have people telling ask me all the time, "Are you actually gonna?" They just keep getting worse. Are you actually gonna go see it? I'm like, I'm professionally obligated to see it. Well, no, you got to tell them they got better with the last one because you I, you, you I, all I tricked tr- yourselves into thinking that the first three yeah. were any good. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no. What they did was they was they blocked Revenge of the Fallen from their mind. That's what happened. Yeah. Well, and I'm gonna say, having gone back to it once, they blocked Dark of the Moon from their mind too. the The fact that people have specifically cited Dark of the Moon as better than Age of Extinction is where I really draw a hard line. I'm like, no, that is wrong. That's that's that is at best your opinion, but Dark of the Moon is a far greater mess than Age of Extinction. Could ever I, I, to be. I, I think it just gets boiled. I think it just kind of gets like time compressed together to where it, all the opinions are. It's not as good as the first one equals. You know, they all just keep getting worse. It's also the first one's not the best one. And, <gasps> I, and someone someone came and agreed with me on that in one of the last podcast threads, if I remember right. So I got I, I'm starting to grow some backup here. Yeah, well, I will genuinely admit I found myself enjoying Age of Extinction a lot more than I expected to. And I do like their character moments in there for the Autobots rather than just making them big CGI props. Uh, it needed it needed at least 20 minutes trimmed out. But other than that, well, you can trim that 20 minutes out by hand by just skipping a lot of the China action scenes. And weird China uh, yeah, defense th- there force could, scenes. There could really be a great uh, director's cut ultimate edition. Yeah. I mean, if someone's going to friggin' do the machete cut thing, well, the like, machete cut's just a viewing order, but... I mean, everything that and everything that 
it required lockdown sucking up the entire town, which was just extravagant and for the sake of trailers kept going just kept going and my, yeah. my, i still love the part of that where lockdown just kind of stopped sucking up the entire town it was like well um this I'm is get working off. this is working absolutely great they're helpless to me better knock this off i'm getting off my ship <laughs> uh it was i'm uh, leaving the warship with the super death sucker it was Croker in uh, the the episode four five nine thread uh, who who said the thing that made me smile. Evangelist just wanted to chime in that I think TF four is the best one as well. The robots have visual distinction and character, and this is the important part. Even if they are violent morons, uh, <laughs> and and I almost wanted to bold that part, but it's like yeah, you you gotta you gotta understand that when me and a lot of people say Transformers four is the best one, we're also saying that the Autobots are violent morons, and that. They always were violent morons. This is the movie that accepted that they're violent morons. Uh, also, I gotta I gotta give a quick shout out to Pandacron who drew a big old picture to explain uh, the flipped image in the microscope thing with the uh, Perceptor's single convex lens, uh, mm-hmm. showing the image of a gun will turn into the image of a submarine when viewed through a single convex lens. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, go and uh, check that out in the episode four five nine thread. Um, man, we had some good replies in that thread. Blackhawk Omega went to look up the name of Kid Robot's line, which was Dunny's. Found out that there's also, uh, that Funko does the Dorbs, and they also do the Mopies. And the first image he found for a Dunny was a Dunny of, uh, Jared Leto, shirtless Joker with damage written on its face. And made him angry. And uh, something about that just felt perfect. It's a good kind of anger. Anyway, where am I? Where am I? We're, we're we're coming back around here. That's uh, that's some that's some movie talk. Uh, let's do some what we got this week. What do you say? I say yes. Um, TJ, do you have any Transformers this week? I have but one. What is your one? Uh, I have the uh, Japanese release of Astro Train. Oh, Riggedy Wreck! That that thing looks so much better in person than I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. There's still something in me that is kind of against it. In my head, I'm viewing this as he is a fantastic Cybertronian Astro Train. Mm-hmm. Because I still really like the Classics mold as my Earth mode. But, uh, yeah, the colors are so much better than the American release. Like, uh, I, I understand the, the draw of the toy colors. Uh, I like the toy colors, but then I got the Japanese one and it was like, this is grabbing my eyes. Mm-hmm. What happened to that white toy I have? Where It's in a box. Can stay <laughs> there. Enjoy the box. No, um, no, the, all around just vast improvement. I like him so much. I'm I'm probably going to eBay off the space racist. Mm-hmm. because that's a, that's a mold I don't feel like I need more than one of and that just works so well for Astro Train. Yeah. So it's like I refer, I forgot that, that replicates details that were in the cartoon that I, I didn't even remember like the su- things on the sides of his head. Have you seen some of the photos coming out now of people who got um the new Octone and Blitzwing and they put them with that Astro Train? No. Oh, it looks good. I don't have any on hand now. But like that that looks like a friggin' trio. Like, if you're going to tell me I'd be this hyped about three Headmaster Triple Changer Decepticons, like, I would have told you you were a liar. 
but I'm kind of hyped to have the trio like in that because they all have the same stature now and like in a good way. Um, any uh, any loose stuff on yours? Um, I think mine is secondhand because this is a Mandarake purchase. Ah, so it's a little bit hard to determine. The joints feel okay. It could be you know could be better, especially after as a Takara release, but. I, like I'm usually a little bit more forgiving on joint tolerance than a lot of people. You know, as long as it holds the pose, I'm, I'm fine. You know, Mine out of the box felt like that, and I got it from uh, Hobby Link. Um, mm. And so did my, my Sentinel Prime and my American Astrotrain. Also, they all that mold I think is just troubled because I have three versions of that mold, and all of them have had something that feels a little janky. Uh, I think that is a mold that needs to go to sleep. <laughs> I think it's done. <laughs> I, I well, I don't think you can do anything else to it at this point. That too. Um, like having done Astro Train in two colors and like Sentinel Prime in clear and opaque. Like I, I kind of don't want anything else to be done with that mold. Yeah. Like let it let it rest. Uh, but Gratz, you got you got the secret best Astro Train. <laughs> Yay! And it knows a secret. Uh, yeah. Don't tell anyone. Got it's important. it. Uh, I got a single transformer for this episode too. I mm-hmm. got uh, because guess what? This happened a second time in the last since this is the second sale since the launch of the last night figures uh, in Canada. So now that it's gone out on sale for a second time, uh, I went by and picked up uh, Voyager Optimus Prime, the new one. Uh, I-, I saw a video of this figure like months ago when like what looked like a very young fan had put a video up on YouTube and in the comments said, I got it off Amazon or eBay or something. I was like, I don't understand this at all, but I like the way the transformation looked and it is a great transformation. Uh, it's a very clever way to solve the puzzle of getting that truck to look like that robot. And it does do it a lot nicer and a lot more cleanly than the leader toy from 2014. Um, there are only a couple things about this retail one. I mentioned them when we were talking about that uh, that that Dark Optimus Prime version. Mm-hmm. The paint on this guy, all of the paint ink is good, but it is very even though this one has all this silver stuff on him, there's some very weirdly dull stuff and a lot of detail that's sculpted but not painted. Uh, and also the eyes suck. They are terrible. The whole head has a pretty bad paint job, considering that it's a very accurate transformers for optimus prime head sculpt it's like solid blue with a silver strip down the middle uh, and that's about it and then the eyes are dotted in all spark blue um the figure though is is really fun and and it has a, a waist joint it is a it is a movie optimus who pulled off a clever transformation that involves a 180 degree waist spin so you get an optimus with a waist joint who turns into a truck still uh, and with movie optimuses that always seems to be a little bit of a harder thing to do um the only bummer is there's no wrist swivels and he has a sword so you you know there's that small bit of limitation the bigger sad thing is that his ankles don't really do anything and if his ankles did something just a little bit of tilt or something uh and you can pop him out of their transformation locking point to get him to swivel a bit but it's not all that great if they could have tilted this probably would have elevated the figure massively because that ankle tilts plus a waist joint plus a sword and shield you got a fun action figure um, you don't need wrist swivels necessarily with a sword. They just help a lot. Uh, the, the other bummer articulation wise, this one I forgive a little bit more though, is that his knees can only really bend about 45 degrees, 
because of the sheer amount of truck that has compressed and disappeared onto the back of his lower legs. Um, it's like one of the one of the only real, uh, I guess, giveaways the toy makes in order to pull off what it's doing. Um, but man, it, it's a good figure. Don't pay like 30 American, 40 Canadian for it. You know, wait for a sale. If you're patient and you and you care and you even care to pick this thing up, wait and see if we get an Armor Knight version out of Takara Tomy that adds like a ton of paint, like they did with the 2014 Leader Toy uh, for Armor Knight Optimus Prime, because um, it's it's a good base mold. Uh, it's just at the Premier Edition price, this paint job leaves a ton to be desired. Uh, the Premier Edition thing, probably my least favorite Transformers thing to transpire uh, this year. Uh, it's it's led me to question figures in ways that I otherwise wouldn't have. Um, even on sale, I'm still debating if I want to pick up Berserker because <laughs> the sale still makes him a little more expensive than uh, a Titan's Return Deluxe. Uh, and it, I'm not seeing the extra value on him at all. And they aren't even licensing the alt modes as far as I can tell. So I I don't like Premier Edition. It just seems like it's paying for wasteful packaging and hype. Yeah. Uh, and the packaging sucks. Like, my God, the the complete lack of text on the back of the now actual box. Like, it's just a blank space where a bio could have gone. And I'm uh -huh. like, I'm like, I don't need to. I'm not tearing my hair out wondering who these characters are. I'm just marveling at how I feel like I'm paying for this three layer box that's not printing stuff on an entire layer of the box that's meaningful. Uh Anyway, I ranted about that before. Good figure, uh, not great figure. Get him on sale, and I think it's fine. Uh, his sword is way too short. You, you know how how Toku series have roleplay swords, which are like half the size of what they're supposed to look like? Yeah. It looks like Optimus Prime got a roleplay sword of, of his fancy pants sword from the from the fourth movie. Uh, it's, it's not like it's a dagger, but the sword is barely as long as one of his legs and this thing's like supposed to be a friggin two-handed broadsword uh so it just looks tiny uh also there's there's a thing that I, I found not many people talking about with this guy i should throw in his truck mode scale is way too small to work with any of the deluxes like he looks he looks like a, a puny shrunken truck next to barricades car mode um he is a voyager so there's that but this figure is way more of a companion piece to stuff like Evasion Prime and hopefully the upcoming Voyager Megatron than he is to, like, Bumblebee. Um, he looks kind of silly next to Bumblebee. But I'm uh, I'm happy I picked one up. Like, it's it's very good transformation. I wish the roof tab didn't better. It's really kind of irritating how the roof keeps popping loose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'd like to see it better painted. And that brings us to you, Aaron. I heard you got yourself some Transformers. I got quite a bit. So I ordered the set of five deluxes, the set of four, well, two and two of the uh, Titan Masters, and then managed to find an Octone. This guy. So, I hey, it was, it, was, it was my birthday splurge early so that it came just before. I thought Octones were only in California. What did... No, they were here. I I saw somebody post in the Indiana thread of like, hey, Octones and Blitzwings. And then by the time I got there, it was one Octone left. So I got the Octone. Oh, man. So since we're Octoning, I'll talk about Octone first. That's, did you know that's his Japanese name? Yeah. 
You know how many people have told me that by now? Yeah, yeah, we and we discussed it a couple times too. Um, so I definitely like his wings better than the prime, both of the versions of the prime, mm-hmm. uh, from before, because it actually has tabs that tab inside of the tanker part. The issue is that they don't like want to tab when they're actually wings. Oh, they stay in place because they kind of just sit there. But there are points where it's like there's a tab, there's a slot, and it just doesn't fit. And it's a lot of... Almost by default, I will be able to say for talking about anything that I got this time around, that they really need to work on fit and finish. Yes. So many things are loose that don't have a reason to be loose or are just doesn't fit for no reason uh, that that was how i felt about this voyager optimus after you know i guess i had I had some good fortune with a lot of my titans return toys but this voyager optimus made me go like yo who dropped but barricade actually as well with his front fender tab and tab mm-hmm. in spots like this i'm like i'm like guys who who tripped over something and like made the machine jiggle because like all this stuff feels like it's supposed to fit better yeah so with um with octone it's he's it's like he's got different stuff that's not that doesn't fit quite right so it took me two or three goes to get his wings to actually fit down the inside of the tanker um and that was just because it's not square how it has to fit in there Mm. so whereas with prime's wings they kind of tucked up a little bit more since his wings sweep back they had to angle it a bit, and it wasn't entirely um, clear right off the bat. Uh, I still think that the Voyager stuff that goes up beside the head is kind of pointless. And then you end up with a big design block and chunk that's not so great. Yeah, because I, uh, I finally got to mess with the, the, the Velocitron version of the Optimus Prime version of that guy. Okay. And that ch- I popped that chunk up, and I was like, this doesn't look like it's for Optimus. But I looked at it and I was like, this doesn't look like it's for Octane, Octane either. Like, who is who is this for? Right. It's just I'm making the head wider so that it looks bigger. And yeah. I think that there are ones that that could be good for. But I don't think that it works here for Octane um, or for Prime beforehand. Uh, the couple of other things that get remolded so that it's not Prime. You know, he's got a different chest. He's got different shoulder pillar things, uh, different ab panel Um you know, those are, hey, they're slightly different pieces. Yeah. Um, still has the stupid shiny silver stickers that I hate. Oh, man. Uh, it's uh, it's not as bad as the Prime ones are because they don't cover quite as much. But it still is just not, here as I grab them, it's still just not it. <clears throat> I'd I'd prefer to have like a pinstripe down the tank. Yeah. And then something thicker for the wings, um, because it's got to have a sticker on either side, because the robot side wings are going to be different than the uh, what you see the majority of in jet mode. So the, the version I saw and got to handle with already had the, the repper label stuff put onto the tanker to replace the stock okay. ones. So I've still never seen those stock stickers. Oh, <laughs> uh. Be sure to bring up some up to TFCon so that you can cringe ungodly. 
But and then it's just other things like so many parts are painted entirely their color or mostly their color. So like the the shin swivel pieces are painted entirely cream or white or whatever mm-hmm. the off color is. The the fists all of that is is painted purple and then in some places painted black on top of that for the grill. Um just a lot of stuff that's man, I wish it could be better laid out. It feels does it feel like the figure's almost like fighting the color scheme? <sighs> a little bit. There's two or three places and the I think part of it is because the paint color and plastic color don't match. And so it's almost a case of like if they'd painted it something else, you know, if they'd painted his, if they'd painted that fist piece entirely black, it wouldn't stand out as much as trying to match the purple. Yeah. I mean, because, also purple is, is an ugly color to try to match up. Right. And it's, it's just cases of like it, because it's different, it's drawing your eye more than if they'd, you know, had it not match but yeah i don't know i think as this mold is better as an octane mold than as an optimus prime mold definitely uh so if you're in the get one range i'd say octane's probably your boy um and it is nice to be steps closer to like original triple changers yeah uh it's a bummer you couldn't find the blitzwing when you went out there <sighs> yeah uh i'll i'll probably pick one up there's um that target has generally been clear on voyagers so they'll mm. likely restock with whatever the current wave is which is better than the two walmarts in town that have six and seven broadsides yeah i went to it so i went to, to my local walmart and it's begun uh the only voyager toy was broadside and there were five or six of him mm-hmm. uh above three six shots <laughs> And I was like, this is going to be really weird if Broadside becomes a shelf warmer and if Six Shot becomes a, sel- a shelf warmer. Because mm-hmm. there, there, there was a run for that Six Shot for a hot minute. Uh, but yeah, we're starting to see the Broadside plague. So I still haven't picked one up. And now I'm, now I'm waiting because I'm like, well, if Walmart has six of them, <laughs> I'll just wait until they don't want six of them anymore. <laughs> yeah, but by then it'll be in the wave like eight or something. Hey, it looks like Broadside's going to find a way, you know? That's Alpha Trion was our Broadside for a while. Um, if I remember yeah, correctly. oddly, yeah, we had Alpha Trions for a while, too. And then they just disappeared, so who knows? Yeah. Somebody went, finally! <laughs> Order all the Broadsides! Um. So then uh, I'm going to jump up... To the Titan Masters, uh, Repugnus and Shuffler. Uh, Shuffler is great. Repugnus is all right. Um, Do you think Repugnus would be great if Shuffler wasn't standing there being better? No, because so even the like looseness comes all the way down to Repugnus for me. Mm. His hips are super loose so he can stand only just like perfectly dopey upright. And then his, like, alternate mode thing, it's just, like, the fit isn't right. Part of the the angle thing comes down over top of where it feels like it should. And his head, the one of the hinge parts, and like, for his head looking up 
that hinge piece is just super loose mm. so it all rattles a little bit it's just a like not so great fit and finish that is kind of sad but 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 how's shuffler so shuffler what i really dig is like his his elephant mode is is interesting but his vehicle mode is just like this one man roller tank of doom thing and that's kind of great man i hope that i see shuffler in canada i'm getting worried now that the movie toys are coming out i hope you do too that'll that'll be the thing that i find and then throw at your head for you yeah well, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's the thing about Shuffler as well is like I don't want to buy them online because then I'm paying. I don't want to pay shipping for a Titan Master because it feels yeah. like that's going past a certain threshold. Right. And I, like I think I've had at least uh, one or two people on Twitter offer to to find them, and I'm like, no, it's just, Shuffler's going to not be as good if I'm you know if, if it's someone grabbing one and shipping them over, and now we're paying shipping on top of him. Like Shuffler's got to be a beautiful thing I find. Right. But yeah, and then unfortunately, with the purchase of both of these, I ended up with the what were the other two in the wave? I don't know if they instantly went in a box. Um, oh, you mean the doubles? That yeah, was a tread, night tread shot and night beat. Yes, those 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 might go in some charity bin or or something down the line, just because I don't need another copy of those. But. Yeah, both that and then his like like his weapon mode that just becomes a missile pod device. Yeah, is is very good. That's uh that's something I got that I, I should mention. My mom was recently in Germany, and while there, she she showed me a picture of uh oh I forgot the store's name now, and my phone is nowhere near me. I'll I'll dig it up. But uh, there were Titan Re- Titans Return figures in Germany, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's cool! I wonder if they got like Shuffler." <laughs> and so she wanted to grab me one just so I'd have like a German Titans Return figure. Mm-hmm. And the one she grabbed, that her and her sister were like, "Oh, this looks like the coolest one! It's friggin' Nightbeat." No, <laughs> so I have I have German Nightbeat now. <laughs> and I'm just keeping a mint on card with his German price tag that makes him way too much money. And then it just it, then it's good for a different reason. That's, yeah. that's memories that you, your your mom thought about you and got you a horrible thing. Oh no, it was partly partly me because she sent me the picture and I was like, oh, can you see if they have one called Shuffler? Because sometimes Europe gets things. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna find because they were the Titan Masters were all in a little basket too. That was one of my favorite parts. Okay, um, like it was, it was very it's very European. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting close. So uh, do you want me to keep going, or you keep, we you really keep going. this? Okay, you keep going. Um, so if if you're getting everything, man, get those two as well. If you're eh about it, Repugna still isn't bad. Just there have been better Titan Master weapon and animal things, and it is deeply, deeply overshadowed. Um, by shuffler so then the deluxes that i got was quake croc cup topspin and perceptor uh croc and quake are just like skull smasher and hardhead were um croc is maybe a oh, well croc is a little bit tighter 
than what uh, Skull Smasher was. You had, you also had a very troubled Skull Smasher. It, yeah, I was going to say, it's not saying a lot, but it still has looser hips, um, doesn't pose terribly well. Uh, Quake has, is a bit too much. Again, it's a case of where... Like Hardhead was pretty good about, I think there was only like maybe one or two pieces that were a whole lot of paint. Almost all of Quake seems like it's overpainted. I um, I kind of, for Quake's colors, I think I, I don't mind that too much. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's something that was just going to happen with what Quake is. Um, I found the name of the shop, by the way. Yes. Uh, I have a transformer from a Knullis. K-N-O-E-L-L-I apostrophe S. For our German listenership out there, uh, if you were hoping to get a hot, fresh, like, whatever, 10 euro night beat Titan Master from Knullis, I'm the one who got it. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's me. Um, so then uh, I'm going to go up the line in uh, what I per- perceive the quality to be. Um, so Perceptor, uh, he's not bad. Again, the, these Perceptor is probably like a, a B minus for, for where I'm starting and going up from. Um, the, I, I super, super, super dig that his, his, his microscope actually is like a two and a half power microscope or something. Yeah, when when um, I when I saw the, I think I mentioned this last week, but when 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 Ian showed me that the you can like twist a thing to extend the front of the microscope out, mm-hmm. like that was a moment. That was a moment. Um, I think that he actually is troubled by having his tank mode, and especially since there's no documentation about his tank mode. So, because like the way that his he has like that pivot in the middle of his thigh and apparently an extra set of hinges on like his specimen slide chest piece thing mm-hmm. in order to make a backing part for a tank that then kind of pegs in awkwardly and like I think it's really cool that the tank mode is there because that rolls it back to the G1 side. But again, it's one of those cases where I just get kind of frustrated that like, hey, somebody took the time to bake this into here. You've got a triple changing deluxe. How about you make it clear that there's that third mode in there? So this is a and, la- this is a layered thing, because number one, the instructions for Titans Return are printed like garbage. Yes. Uh, number two, if only the Transformers brand had social media uh, pages <sighs> of some kind to communicate things like a tank mode for Perceptor. And then, if only the Transformers brand had a YouTube page of some kind to just put up a a video of how you make Perceptor into a tank. Something you can do without uh, packing it in with with the toy that's already shipped. If Mm -hmm. only. If if only we had a conversation just like this last time. Every week, Uh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But... The other thing that I have issue with is everything to do with his shoulder mounted weapon is loose. One of the 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 sliding pin part is tight, but the top pin 
that's the other portion of it is kind of loose for what I feel like a pin should be. And then the peg that goes into the bottom of his microscope piece, they it's like four and a half millimeters versus a five millimeter hole or hex where I need to I need to thicken up the peg some or, or maybe the hole some uh, so that it will actually sit properly. Just join my join my clergy and you'll know what to do. Um, beyond that, there it's just he's it's it's not bad build otherwise but with the microscope thing being a big feature that sits over the shoulder and then being loose and it just like it, it it's that fit and finish it's the last little bit that makes it it stumble and fall a whole lot uh, all of his joints are tight except for like the toes but that's not the never a big concern well, and you can just flip those huge things down to make giant heel yeah. spurs. Yeah, he can have giant heels. And I love never him with giant heels. Never go anywhere. Um, but yeah, that's it's the ins and outs on Perceptor for me. So let's talk um, about the best toy ever. Well, I was going to go. Are you saying cup? Because uh, I, I, I got me? all of them. Where? There's there's cup and then there's top spin. I was going up. In, in quality. I need to have a conversation with you after this recording is over. So, no, what I'm saying is I'm going up in quality. Yeah. So I was going to talk about Cup next. Okay. I uh, missed the part where you got Cup. Yeah. Because for I, some reason when you listed a bunch I of said, names off, I didn't I hear said Cup. I said I ordered the whole wave. Okay. Cup is in this wave. Do, do, do you need me to chart that out for you more? No, no, I, I just had to not laugh into the microphone because i'm also harassing a friend of ours on twitter at the same time okay. uh, <laughs> I, i'm trying I, to be focused on one thing right now i but, called uh, I, you, you go ahead i called someone a star trek okay. to their to online not to their face uh but that's neither here nor there i for some reason i heard you list off every name but cup and i didn't say anything but i was like huh i guess aaron already has cup <laughs> that's the way that I, I wrote that off in my head Oh, all right. As long as you're not saying cups better than topspin. No. Okay. Um, what I do very much like about cup is that he has no real kibble in either mode. It's like he, you can kind of see his fists when he's a truck. Eh. And in robot mode, everything either folds up or tucks away so well that it looks just kind of like a robot action figure mm-hmm. and not like it's a transformer, if that makes sense. However, his hips are super loose on mine. Ew. Um, not not quite as bad as Skull Smasher was again, uh, but similarly. Uh, and that's kind of upsetting. Uh, one of his shoulders is super loose. The other one's not bad. Which, again, makes me come down to there's, like, somebody has got a pair of calipers that are just a little bit off when they check stuff. I'm I'm also slightly convinced that you have had a really bad run of Toy Karma, if oh, there's I've, such a thing. That I, could, I could totally believe that as well. Not to say that that's um, any kind of excuse for what's going on, it's just also, it seems like you've just had bad luck yeah, with it's, Titan's Return. It's something that, 
Like, I would think that you would design these things in such a manner that, like, the the worst possible stack up is just kind of loose, moderate, like nominal the way that it's supposed to be is is tight and will hold a pose easily and the bad side is kind of stiff not with my experience unfortunately with titan's return so far is the nominal stack ups kind of loose and it either gets super loose or finger tight um but i i'm i'm really impressed with cup in in how everything collapses around on the way that like the entire side and tailgate of his of his alt mode just kind of folds up into his lower legs and makes a good solid beefy lower leg um the way that his chest accordions to all tuck together and still give it the same like cup looks as the chest is pretty neat kind of sad that the headmaster just rattles around in the cockpit but hey what you gonna do so there is a tab that but it's like it's at the front of the car part where the the four headlights are and and it's not it's the the shape of the bottom of the foot but by the time you have it opened to push the headmaster's legs in there closing the cockpit down flexes it enough that it, it's a case of where it's it's more compression fit and there aren't like tabs or, or pegs in the bottom of it to take the the holes that are in the bottom of all their feet it's just like that that rectangle with an indent out of it shape hmm. so any little bit of jostling will will knock it loose um the fact that you can have his his flintlocks peg on his back those, those are peg holes that are there just for that that are spaced right so that it he doesn't have to have his robot mode weapon in hand is very nice um all in all a good toy again it's a case of i i he would not outshine topspin but if i didn't have such loose joints it wouldn't be as like upsetting and again comes down to why i think i need to just spend like an afternoon or some day after work and have the kitchen table cleared off, have a cup of furniture polish with a handful of toothpicks and Q-tips and then just assembly line, grab a toy, kind of go, okay, this is what needs tightened. This is what needs tightened. Okay. All right. I'll let that air dry. Give it another layer. Okay. This one and uh, make some, some improvements i uh i did that with a bunch of um combiner wars add-on ankle joints one night and it was very satisfying mm-hmm. uh, also I, I saw a really good uh cheetamus custom of that toy done up as ironhide on ebay the other day uh that toy makes a surprisingly nice ironhide robot mode like with the right head mm-hmm uh i was on ebay because i was looking to see if anyone was selling voyager scorn yet uh, and don't judge me, because I was doing good work. I was doing a good eBay search that was worthwhile. I found nothing. But nothing wrong with looking for Voyager Scorn. Okay. 
You, you, you okay? I'm fine. I, I want to hear All about right. Topspin. So Topspin, I I will agree with you that of the, I was going to say of the deluxes, but of everything I think out so far for Titans Return, he is my favorite. Um, just between like the way his arms in the same motion rotate the fist around, close it back up in a panel, which is something that we don't hardly ever get anymore and you use that with the double joint elbow to just collapse everything down to like half the length without being some weird contrivance is pretty awesome um i kind of wish that his legs clamshelled open for when you push them together yeah it's kind of a weird move because there's a bit of like i feel like i'm forcing this past the point of what it needs to be for the the way that the knee and the thigh rotate around in order to con- condense down but that the way that like the three different parts of his back come together um are that is an, a very interesting move along with the like chest rotate around the same way that uh trigger happy kind of did on his back mm-hmm. um all very interesting moves i wish that his back that the two prong pieces like had an additional notch or something in it in order to come together a little bit tighter, like another 15 degrees. Um, but so much of this is, is done well. All of his joints for me are tight, uh, the way that they should be. There's nothing on him, uh, that's loose, which like I said, for me has been my biggest repeat kind of repeated disappointment with Titans returns is when it's like, oh, I can put him in a cool pose, except for I can't because he just wants to do the Van Damme splits. So so when I had that that weird nightmare moment where I thought you were about to make some case for Cup being better than Topspin, I thought it was going to be on the back of you having had gotten the loosest Topspin in all the land. No. And I was going to be so sad. <laughs> no, my Topspin is uh, maybe not dead tight, but very tight. Yeah. it's It's like the mushroom peg swivels are a little bit loose but like loose how they should be for what that type of joint is yeah it's just such a such a lovely array of really cool ideas Mm -hmm. Um, plus he has like his that is a transparent visor right that little trans blue piece that's there oh on on his face or is that or is that paint you mean on, on the face sculpt? On the face sculpt. No, that's, that's uh, paint. Yeah, that's paint. So that's like four or five different colors of paint on him. Yeah. I I kind of again with again though, with all of the Titan Masters, I wish that the uh the the robot parts of the head internal had got any sort of treatment. Mm-hmm. Um but that's another whatever penny paint app or whatever it was i, I would to be. love to see what idea takara Tomi would go for on that titan master yeah uh for the robot mode because like i'm 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 way more into the idea of that being a tiny top spin than being some other character right uh and i would love to see it painted up just in top spins robot mode colors yeah i like the way that his guns work so well as a combined gun or as separate gun there's just everything comes together well yeah on on him and i cannot wait for his his brother 
Me neither. I can't wait for... I'm so hyped for the next couple deluxe waves, because it's like, it's repaint, remold time, but it's repaint and remolds of good toys into good other characters. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm just I'm feeling really good about Titans Return. Like it's uh it's not got combining robots, but it's doing everything else really well. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be the surprise for the last wave. They were all combiners all along. Yeah. We got all these little notches and slots. I bet you never noticed. <laughs> That'd blow my mind. I would be well, so into Well they that. D- they do all have a universal peg at one point on them. That's right. In the same spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, they—that would be such a, a clever thing to figure <laughs> out. Where it's like, all right, they all have the same socket on their neck. Make them combine. <laughs> but yes, for for all of these, it's just been a case of, man, I have a pile of stuff sitting here next to my desk that I need to clean out anyway because hopefully I'm getting a new desk soon that will then become like I'll spend uh, three or four hours just uh applying copious amounts of floor polish mm. it'll be worth it get to uh, get some q-tips for that too yeah i i did say that that i'd have q-tips and toothpicks i only heard toothpicks yeah, you, don't, you don't listen to me you 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 drop out paying attention because you want to harass somebody on twitter and then you think that i'm saying that cup is better than top spin because <laughs> you don't understand order of operations and sequences Listen, I'm not a math student, all right? I was a computer science student. If it's not going into a bucket, I don't even know what it is. It's a sorting joke. Uh-huh. It's a computer science joke. My people will understand it. They'll laugh. All one of them. That's right. That's how many people stuck with computer science. Whoa! Punchline. I'm glad you got the glad you got that wave. I'm glad you got topspin, most of all. Yeah. I've I've enjoyed the the whole assortment, so Yeah. I'm uh I'm just I'm I'm so happy how, how Titans Return has turned out. Like we you know, we're this many waves in. There's not a whole lot left to see, I'm assuming. Uh it's a real good run of Generations toys, especially considering they're all headmasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else on your plate you wanted to talk about on topic? Nope. All right, then let's skip through a little jaunt in the off-topic puddle. Uh, I have nothing fresh off-topic to talk about, uh, myself. Um, I got some new knives for my kitchen, because I'd been using the same knife since 2011, and I decided it was getting too dull. What type of knife you get? I got, I got a, I got a, uh, what did I get? I got a metal knife that's serrated. It's like it's like butter okay. knife size, but it's serrated, so it's for cutting meats that are cooked already. And I got a so, so a steak knife? Not a steak knife. It's just like a serrated knife. It was eight dollars. Uh, I also got a carbon coated uh, chef knife that's like jet black. It's supposed to look like rock or something. Is the gimmick? Okay. I cut- Is it a ceramic knife? No, I did get a ceramic Santoku knife. Okay. Uh, which was $4. Be very careful with a ceramic knife. So I was wondering, when I saw the word ceramic, I was like, well, this is neat. I want, I'll want. i just get it because it's $4. That's not much to lose. But I was wondering, does that mean it might just shatter? Theoretically, it could. 
more the issue is going to be it'll say it'll keep a sharp edge for a long time and it will mm -hmm. as long as you only use it in the cutting plane so whenever you cut only have actions in like the direction that the knife is so don't don't wiggle it right okay so i was thinking because I've, I've actually never had a santoku knife my idea for it was to use it to chop vegetables as long as you are chopping onto a wooden or plastic board you're going to be okay okay because i also got a new bamboo cutting board yes that'll be fine uh if anybody ever tries to give you a glass cutting board you know what to do with that right yeah you you break it over their head Correct. Okay. That is the correct answer. No, I had a glass cutting board for about a month because uh, I had never seen one before. And mm -hmm. I thought, well, this looks cool. And then after a month of trying to cut things on it, I gave up on it. Uh, so, no, glass will ruin edges. It's also because it's it's harder than steel. Yeah. So the steel gives way instead of the material behind it. I, and then you're sharpening your knives constantly or you have dull knives and you know the best way to cut yourself is with a dull knife. So I, I actually found it was harder to keep things in place on a glass cutting board. Like I found, I found stuff slipped all the time, which is the last thing I like to feel when I'm trying to cut things is them slipping around. <laughs> uh, all right. So as long as I'm just cutting meat and vegetables with a Santoku knife on a, on a bamboo cutting board, I should be fine. Yes. In like nice, you know, finely chopped motions. It came with a with a little sleeve as well, so that's what made me assume it was more fragile. Eh, you, um, you can get steel knives. Regular knives will sometimes come with sleeves as well. Okay, that's just kind of a, a matter of preference. If if it's going into something loose, it's probably not a bad to put idea to put it in a sleeve, just because then any jostling will not be against the blade. Yeah, the, and that's for that's for metal or ceramic. Um, the chef just, knife I got, I really need to get a sleeve for because it just came on a blister pack, basically. Okay. And I actually don't. I after I opened it and used it, I was like, "All right, this is cool." And then I realized I have nowhere to put it because my drawer that stuff usually goes into is full of things. Yeah. And uh, and I was used to my my big knife having its own little stand, and this one doesn't. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't know where to put this anymore. So I just put it on a shelf for now. See, that's something that I have purchased, but I do not have the uh, the location for of a magnet strip so that you can put your knives on a magnet so they're not going in a drawer. Yeah. That way they're not going to be bouncing up against other stuff. I know that magnets don't work this way, but I'm just terrified of the idea of it coming loose and falling onto my foot somehow. Yeah, well, it it does have places for, like, to solidly affix the magnet strip to something, mm. and this magnet strip is significant. It is not, <laughs> it, it's not weak. It is a significant magnet. I, uh, so, in, in, like, testing, like, where I'd put it in my kitchen, I was holding the strip in place with one hand and then had uh, one of my knives on it, and it was a matter of turn knife up on edge and then like kind of lever it towards to pull off mm -hmm. so when when you're affixing potentially very sharp items onto something else with 
the power of magnets, they decide to go in the direction of overkill. I'm okay with that. Yeah. There's also then something magical about the force. It's at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I move on from me, uh, Aaron, did you get a chance to look at that playlist I sent you about the, the dry aging? You never sent it to me. I did. I saw you favorite it. Did I? Yeah. Was that in the course of other stuff going on? I don't remember. I just I, I tagged you and I said, hey, Aaron, here's that dry aging beef video series I'd mentioned before. Okay. Should I send it to you again? I, I don't know. I just remember a whole bunch of of favorites and responses on my birthday. And then like, that's it. Oh, yeah, there it is. It was like a week before my birthday. Yeah, there's, it's favorited right there. Oh, dear. I watched. I was going to say I watched. No, I did watch one video out of that. And then it linked me to a, like a 20 minute video of somebody dissecting a half cow. Like getting the half cow, like as the butcher gets it, yeah, and then going like primal to primal to primal. Well, that and wasn't here's how s- you get this. Here, here's how you get that. No, it was like the other videos links oh, on the side. Okay, I, I remember now. But it was it was watched all of that whilst sorting some stuff, and then it was just like that's a whole okay. I'm good now. So yeah, well, yeah watch, so watch probably watch go the back and the watch more series. Uh, he, it finished. It concluded. Uh, it was it was an, an interesting thing for as I mentioned before someone who doesn't know a whole lot about dry aging I found it I found it was decently uh, edutainmentable. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing the off-topic thing, uh, we'll come back to you in a sec. But TJ, did you get any off-topic stuff you want to talk about? Uh, I got a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Toy wise, I I left my Walmart. And I'm only mentioning it now because I'm. I'm, it may be months before I get around to actually building the thing, but uh, a, a Nexo Knight set that I've been eyeballing went on clearance, mm-hmm. which is the uh, Jestro's Volcano Lair. Oh, yeah, I saw your Twitter uh, photo. Yeah. Which, aside from a massive headache trying to get them to honor that price, even though it's the only label they had, um, yeah, that's one I've had my eye on for a long time, just because I love the clear bricks for the lava flow. I love the fact that it's a Lego set with an actual hell mouth inside it. Yeah, man, the Nexonite stuff. If I had not decided to go kind of cold turkey on buying brick for a while, uh, I'm glad I did, because otherwise I would have probably spent too much money on Nexonite stuff. Yeah, like that did tick my like old school Final Fantasy kind of steampunky tech castle mixed together vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for where from where it started, I think like it was the second season of Nexo Night. Like uh, some of my favorite stuff they did is still the first series, but it was the stuff they did in the second series that made me feel like they were creating this really cohesive, just like a really good box of toys uh, to play with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know when I'm gonna get around to building it because I need the space to do it and I need the time to do it. But I've yeah, I've I've been looking forward to the set. Cool. And half off sure yeah, how why not yeah uh for stuff that i've actually gotten to goof with uh for my uh common rider x8 stuff i have the gear dual beta now which is brave and snipes little upgrade i needed that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i figured i figured so it's fun it's a fun little gadget on its own just being this multi-hension device you know 
as the oversized gashets tend to be. Mm. Um, surprise to me, it actually works the way that uh, Parados does, which means it can be used without a driver. Yeah, you just stick it into the little cup that it comes with, right? Well, the, oh, no, no. Well, it doesn't come with that. Only the original version does. Oh, oh. So you just you just twist the thing and push a button. Yeah, twist the thing, push a button, and it plays the engine noise. Except it's ones you don't hear in the show. Mm-hmm. And what's amusing to me is the one for Tattle Fantasy. Um, I'm not sure the vibe it's going for, but when you try to transform it with Tattle Fantasy without a belt, the first thing it yells is Satan appeared. Excellent. <laughs> Which is great for a kid's toy. Well, I mean, Tattle Fantasy is like a demon king. It was supposed to be like the demon king's castle, right? It's like the... Yeah, like, it's a gashat based on the villain rather than the hero of a series. Yeah. It's one of those... And it's, it's a costume design I think is really cool... And I think I'm going to hate it when they do it in fig arts because it has a big, massive cape. Yeah. It's going to suck mm. when they do fig arts of it. <laughs> it's going to have a giant eggshell on his back. Oh, no. But, uh, it's a fun little device to, fu- to uh, function around with because it does have so much that it can do. Like, I'm very surprised at the versatility of this thing and how many little tricks they snuck into it. Hmm. Is it is it on par with Paradox's little uh, change device, or did they put more sounds in? Do you think? Um, I think it's the same sound effects set. Okay, like like the same the same number of sound effects at least. I will say it makes more sense than his because when you put in a driver, it actually shows like a split screen of the two different forms it creates. Because you do that, you do that with uh, Parados, and no matter what. Uh, only the perfect puzzle side lights up. Yeah. As, which means in the driver, you get an upside down perfect puzzle. And for his other form, you don't get anything at all, hmm. which is weird. Um, I think it's a little bit more. I, I find it a little bit more engaging, I think. Okay. Which might just be because I'm so unfamiliar with some of the noises. Yeah, I, I've seen the episode where I think both sides of it have debuted. Like I've I watched up until like what I would call a season finale, and I'm I'm a, I'm about to jump back in because everyone's telling me how good it's getting. Still, I uh, I just got caught up today, and the four episode block I did to get completely up to date is lunacy. Like the kind of like video game playfulness and just absolute craziness I've been waiting for starts happening. And I was like, this show hit some pretty big crazy with the end of the Genmu storyline. That's why I took a break, because I was like, I need to let the next storyline build, or I'm going to start judging it unfairly against oh, the, the ending cr- of this one. The crazy keeps coming. I'm so hyped. I'm ready. <laughs> I gotta go download them. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I waited this long, because yeah. it, it seems like it, it's, it's only going to be a boon. Uh, I, think, I think you'll dig it. Like It's, it's such a well-paced show. That even though it feels like they're coming up to end game stuff, I kn- it feels like they're still ramping up to things. Excellent. Um, beyond that, not really a whole lot. Um, I know I got a box of business cards with my little logo on it. Yay! <laughs> I don't need to order one of those for a while because there was a Zazzle sale and I ordered hell of business cards because I was tired of not having them. <laughs> yeah, I, like I go to I, I'm a little two and a half months for my next con and I get asked for them every year and I'm just like, yeah, I haven't bothered. So yeah. this year I, this year I bothered. 
So how, can I ask what the cost of that was? Because I'm thinking about getting something like that for when I do extra life stuff. Uh, mine so was... that I so that I have a simple just like here's what here's the basics. Right. Um. Well, uh, mine were from Vistaprint. My uh, they were doing a they were doing a uh like a little sales deal on business cards. I don't know how long that'll last, but mine was like. 38 shipped for 250 cards yeah okay, if, if you uh, if you go to like a vista print a zazzle just one of those sites um i use zazzle because that's the first one i used and they have a card type i like and mm-hmm. i'm sure it's the same for a lot of other sites zazzle has a sale like almost every other weekend so mm-hmm. you just you, yeah. like you'll you'll that would surprise me yeah like like if you go online you can get a pretty good price for business cards and this is after i had people locally tell me so many times oh don't go online i know a guy who can give you a really good deal and the really good deal was like it was maybe a couple bucks less but it was like a way more involved process and i was like i just want to get some cards to throw at people yeah Yeah. Uh, that's i'm looking for like i i need a a poster since we're looking at doing these these oh here's the phone uh (laughs) since we're looking at the doing these like game day things once a month or so it'd be nice to have just a sign because it's especially for like being in a board game cafe and playing board games. I can't be like directly interacting with like anybody that comes by that might be interested in what we're doing. Yeah. Um, Mm. Because we had um, Alfie, she managed to go out a couple times when she was off a turn. And since she wasn't, you know, jammed in the back corner the way that i was was able to like talk to talk to some people and oh hey that's cool here's five dollars and then okay here you gotta die that's cool right okay cool um so if i had the poster that was like hey come over here donate money get dice do things whatever would be a whole lot better mm-hmm. so something like business cards would also really work well yeah for that. business cards like, like for me you're good especially like, then like... because i can like leave a stack out or put it yeah they'd like leave it with someone like hey you know, if you want to have just this jar out all the time, business cards will explain the the gist of it. Yeah, like, I, I will say for mine, like mine are two side printed, one side full color and uh, metallic. So okay. 38 ship for 250 is probably on the extravagant. That's, that's probably, yeah, that's probably. Oh, yeah. If you're just getting like more one than side info cards in like basic flat material. It'll be mm-hmm. even cheaper than that. For a poster, I would say look into local print shops. Yeah, I, I uh, would be doing that. Or um, I know I do know people that have like the ability to print large size and would probably do it for free or super cheap. Yeah, um, it's more I need somebody to like make the poster. Because oh, yeah, yeah, I the, have oh. I have the design skills of an engineer. Well, all you got to do I, is go on Twitter. If you say... need it, if you need it laid out ge- geometrically <laughs> no. and look really good. Yeah, for, to manufacture something it look if you need three views and an isometric view i can do that if you want art you may or good job you may or may not have a podcast co-host that does a lot of digital design and has been an artist i'll I'll take any designs I've, i've kind of asked a couple other people but i've gotten yeah i'll see if i can work on that so like if anybody wants to come up with poster ideas or just go or on work, twitter you know, just and say just I let w- me know I, I want someone to make me a poster i'm gonna print uh, i will give you exposure and uh <laughs> and a credit 
on the back you'd of the poster. Be, you'd, you'd be doing it for the kids. I'm not even <laughs> going to say like for exposure because that's horrible. It'd I'm... be so funny though if you said for exposure <laughs> and you just tagged the for exposure Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, business cards. Because then they come around and they're like, who's this jackass? Oh, he's actually doing something nice for kids. Well, yeah, it's no, still dumb, mar- it's but maybe. marketing. Um, business cards are, are, I'm astounded how like easy and inexpensive it is to get business cards that also don't make people look at them like, oh, you got a cheapo business card. Yeah. Like, like yeah, like this is like, for like in my head, it's like super affordable. Like I've got a ton of these things now and they're like super nice, firm, glossy. My little logo is metallic, which is such a nice little effect. Yeah, it was like that was e- it was easy. Like and and like was... and, and the only thing to worry about with getting them online cuz this happened to me once. You may sometimes get a bum run of them. Uh I got a run of business cards done once, just like about about 60 of them and it sucked. They were they were done really badly. Uh but that's once out of like six or seven times I've ordered so far. Mm-hmm. And like the, you know, with, with Zazzle, it's not hard to get stuff fixed up and they give you like coupons all the time because it's funny because every time it's like someone's like, where'd you get your cards, man? I'm like Zazzle. They're like, really? Zazzle? Because <laughs> like it's, I guess it's like the photo bucket of getting stuff printed. <laughs> but they, they do them in this size. I really like that. It seems no one knows about because every time I pull out my cards, they're like, oh, where'd you, who did you have to pay to get those little dispensers for your cards? And I'm like, Zazzle ships them in it. Look on the back. It says Zazzle on the dispenser uh but yeah business cards are very easy to get nowadays and i would say anybody who is doing a thing um where they are kind of doing at least a semi-freelance thing it's totally worth getting at least a little pack of 50 of them Mm. uh if also if you just have money to spare it's fun just getting a pack of goofy business cards yeah like i will admit like there's something very weird in my head that i have 250 physical representations of this little Transformer-ish logo I doodled in high school. And the best part is when you just start flicking them at people. Because <laughs> you have 250 of them, so who cares? Right. Till you're down to eight and all of a sudden sweaty. So that's what happened to me. What if, what if <laughs> nine people want my card? Oh no. I flicked too many of them and I ran out. And I didn't order enough <laughs> to replace the habit i had grown so i stopped flicking them for a bit but uh, i'm all i'm all flick ready again um well, cool anything else tj on your end you want to bring up no that's about it uh well aaron did you do any off-topic stuff um not terribly uh i got a bunch of cards and the like for my birthday that all went back into all the transformers i got um Trying to think if I'd have gotten anything for myself. Not really. All right. That's okay. Just at some point, treat yourself. Yeah, Aside I need from all to. the Transformers, treat yourself. I, I need to. There's uh, a few things that I'd like to pick up um, that are just... I'm, I'm trying to recover and put aside for uh, TFCon since that's coming up, so... Yeah, you got that uh, that three foot tall Lego shuttle coming up, right? Yeah, I do, and I wish people would quit talking about it because it's going to be hard enough to get as it is, and the more people that know about it, the harder it's going to be to get a hold of. Hey, everyone, forget about the shuttle. We're all lying. There is no shuttle. There, I did it, Aaron. Thanks. They'll never know. 
Uh, all right. Well, that brings us then to the end of episode 460 of WTF and TFW. Thank you all for tuning in. Stay tuned, as always. Uh, I had a question come up recently about, oh, what was the app? It was about getting the podcast into another app. Uh, it was a specific one. Uh, while I go to figure out what app that was, I, I looked, I'll, I'll throw out the knowledge here that I looked it up. And uh, I don't actually know how to get a podcast onto onto uh it was one of those um curated music streaming apps uh spotify yeah, so so, spotify. so uh i actually independently did look at um spotify um crud i'm completely spacing on them there were there were three or four of them that are those those and it'll probably be about the same thing that you found with spotify of we would have to submit to them, let them put bumpers on the front end and back end of it that we probably wouldn't see any revenue out of. And then they could potentially make demands of us. Yeah, uh, Spotify, a podcast on the Spotify would be a podcast that is far more um, professional and organized than ours. Uh i'm kind of happy with where ours is right now um i understand it's more of a uh, a convenience thing and I, I wish i could uh just you know send them the rss feed and then it would just appear on there but as far as i know right. spotify and those other curated uh type of apps they they want to make you part of the brand and right. uh i don't even own our podcast hosting so that's kind of outside of my own purview mm-hmm. uh, but i wanted to throw it out there while we were on here um Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Aaron and TJ, for joining me once again. And uh, we'll be back again with some more Transformers talk as every week we get closer and closer to another installment of the award-nominated Transformers live-action movie franchise. Stay tuned.